0: Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota. We bring you exciting real life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot topics and that little bit more. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode
1: of, what is it, James? The Property Duo! Sorry, <laughs> I just to shout that. Yeah. I'm just so excited that we're back.
0: So excited to be Burke. So uh, on today's podcast, we have a really interesting guest. We say this every time, but social media is a hugely important aspect of, well, life nowadays, really. And it's not just property that it's important. In fact, there's many businesses actually where social media is Way more important than property, like you know, so many, so many businesses rely on social media to pay the bills, to make a sale. So we're going to speak about. I think we're going to probably touch on Instagram quite a bit, James, because we both love it and use it probably the most. Uh, But we're going to talk about social media in general, branding, how to make engaging content. This guest is honestly, like all our guests, really, really good and really knows what he's talking about when it comes to social media. So. You're going to get a lot of actionable tips today. But James, you know, before we go into our guest, obviously you and I have a bit of a a a chat, chat, chat. What has social media done for you?
1: Um, I suppose on the whole, it's got me exposure on what I do. Um, Which is running at 5 a.m.? Well, yeah, that as well. And falling in ditches. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, Yes. I say social media has got me exposure. It's allowed me to get my message out there. It's allowed me to share the projects that I do. It's allowed me to share them in segments as well. So I can take someone for a for a bit of a journey, you know, from start to finish. I suppose old fashioned way would be you'd probably have a blog. I'm still quite a fan of blogs. I like to read them rather than write them. You probably but... like the old tabloid newspapers, don't you, where they fold out like,
0: like this, right? Beige paper, you know, they smell like ink from back in your day, right? Fax each other papers and stuff.
1: Yeah, oh, come on, man. We've only just started and you've already started on me. You're not even letting me get my, let my response in. Come on. OK, tabloid newspapers. No, not for me. Anyway, so it allows me to document projects. It allows me to share my journey. It allows me to kind of get my personality across to people. And my socials are very much what you see is what you got. get. They're not polished in any way. They're not kind of dumbed down for social or cleaned up. If I feel I want to talk about something, I will say it. And I know in the past you have said to me, James, you can't say that. And it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. James, that can get you in trouble. Okay, I'll take that down. James, don't write that. Okay, <laughs> let's edit that. But yeah, I feel for me, it's like my um, my communication tool. Like I'm standing on top of a building. I've got an audience and I can talk to them. And that, and that is now what it has become because look, you can go to
0: networking events. Well, I mean, not so much with Corona, but let's say you could. You know, you speak to 10, 20 people at a time. you got to pay 20 quid. You've got to leave the house. You've got to stand there. you got to pretend you're interested. You got, to, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is just like, oh, so tiring. But social pretend media, you're interested. Pretend you're with interested. Ser- with certain, with certain people. Now I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: I don't do Not that. at PPN, you
0: don't. <laughs> if I'm not interested, the, uh, I just won't talk. Um, but, like, you can do that stuff. And even at, like, PPN, when, when I host it, you know, I can talk to a room full of, 100 120 people when it is at capacity but what we're doing right now will reach 4 5000 people in a 100 different countries and yeah. i'm sitting here i'm wearing basically what i wore to the gym i'm not wearing shoes my socks probably don't match you've got a white bread sandwich <laughs> over there like yeah. you know
1: i got snap, i got listen i got a snappy on that man i got my socks on as well oh my
0: <laughs> god jalabba gang um and like you can't do that with anything else, and whether it's a podcast or it's Instagram, you know, the numbers always win. But you know, James, before you got into property, obviously, please don't tell us the, the liquidation story. We've all heard that too many times. But um, can you? How, how did you discover in? How did you know Instagram was
1: a thing for property? Like, how did you sort of know? You've not gone through any real pain, have you? <laughs> Taking a piss out of my story. Anyway, I, I so I was using Instagram in my um, in my previous business, just kind of documenting stories again, watching prints come off machines, just little things that fascinated really Fun people now, watching prints come off machines. It is when the machine's five meters long, you know, and it hell. takes two people to load it. So yeah. Anyway, that aside, so I always knew it was a tool, and. I think I remember having this conversation with you early in lockdown where I said to you, I said, oh, you know what, man, I'm fed up with socials. I'm coming off of socials. I'm having an unsocial life. And you were like, what the hell, man? How are you <laughs> going to get your message across? How are people going to know what you do? Um, so, yeah, I came across Instagram in my previous business and I really, really liked it. Really, really liked it. Um, Instagram's very visual, isn't it? I think as
0: property investors, we tend to have a lot of visual stuff, yeah. right? Like, you know, if we were to talk about a viewing right now, you know, people aren't going to understand it or pick it up as much as they would if we were doing a video or if we had pictures or, you know, something like that. So it is quite a a visual thing, actually, even when when you go from the smallest, you know, rent to rent to buy to let to HMO to planning to looking at land it is very, very visual. And I think Instagram complements that perfectly. But, you know, I think where a lot of people struggle is when they're doing content that isn't like a direct visual. So what I mean by that is if you're not doing a viewing and if you haven't got a picture of it, you know, if you haven't got a picture of something, what do you do then? And I know our expert today is going gonna, is gonna to talk us through the different types of content you can create. But, you know, James, do you find that actually sometimes you kind of look and you're like, ooh, I actually don't have pictures of stuff. I have to create stuff. Is that something that happens often for you?
1: Not really, because I'm always taking pictures, always taking videos. But then if I am stuck for content, I will create something, you know, create an infographic. But try and make it a little bit more personal with maybe your own face on there, not just the standard stuff you get on Canva or standard stuff you find online. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Being in property, there's always something to show. There's always something to put or always something to document. So never really struggled with that. I do like to um, try and show problems that I'm solving or problems that I'm up against because I find those posts get the most engagement. Like that video I did the other day of that leak in the mm. in the basement. That's like one of the highest viewed videos. And it's like that was just so off the cuff because I was a little bit pissed off. But it just goes to show... Something like that really relates and links with people, um, but getting back to your original question, no, I don't really ever have any issues finding content because throughout my day, when I'm walking around site, so I'm always thinking, okay, I'm gonna video that, I'm gonna snap that because that will make a good bit of content. And
0: what you said there is the it's the raw emotion, right? because everyone is gonna you know if they're done a refurb, they're gonna have experienced something like what you were going through, and we're all feeling. What you're showing, right? Most people won't show it ever. Oh no! I did a refurb. Here's the here's the before. Here's the afterwards. Yeah, it was a challenge. But w- like, yes, you know, everything's a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, but we, you know, when you don't, when you haven't followed that journey and you haven't actually seen the challenge, it's hard to kind of like if someone posts the before and after and says, "Look, you know, yeah, of course we had its challenges, but it's all done now." And I saw nothing of the middle and none of the issues in the middle. You know, I kind of think, I don't know, it just makes it seem so much easier than it is. And even if they said, yeah, it was tough. You just, I don't know. You, you don't see that. You just see oh glossy kitchen, glossy bathroom. Great. It, you know, and I'm not saying it's misleading. I think people are afraid to show that raw emotion, but like I say to people, look, yes, but you know, like with your leak, for example, or with, you know, the basement piece, there could be an investor right now who's watching and who, and who says, "Oh, you know what? I, w- I was going to invest in James, but now I'm not because mm. you know, Oh, what the hell is this about? And you know, that's not the kind of investor you want because you don't issues. want to work
1: with someone like that. Yeah, anyway.
0: Cause you have issues like that every day. Like, mm. and that is property, but we handle our business. We get it done. And so people say, Oh, I might lose investors, but you're probably going to gain Better investors who who are like you know what I see what you're doing and that shit's hard you do it you deal with it I can see you handle the problems you know let like uh, you know because James if someone was perfect and they never showed any problems you know do you think you could see their ability to handle problems
1: No, no, I couldn't. couldn't. And I, you know what I think this is why people always say to us that we say it as it is. And we mm. show what it really is like, because, you know, take yourself, for example, you will talk about the problems. If there's an issue, you will openly have a discussion about it. You're not hiding away from it. You know, mm. the classic of where your guy just put the pipes down into the <laughs> carpet. Now, no, I love that one because it's so raw, because that could happen to an amateur. Imagine mm. you had that on one raid. How many radiators did you have that on? Just one? No, just one. yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine if someone did that in a whole house. Like, you know, I've got 15, 16 rides in my house. If someone went along and did that and you were none the wiser to check underneath or you're a distance investor, you could soon be in problem. But I think I personally feel a lot of the polished accounts there on Instagram that look so wonderful and so nice and lovely and lovely and they don't talk about all this shit. Maybe they feel embarrassed if there's a problem and they haven't Mm -hmm. spotted it. It's like oh man, I feel quite embarrassed about it. It's like my basal one. I Maybe because I can have a laugh at myself and I think, you know what? I ain't embarrassed about that. I'm just glad I saw it rather than it becoming a major, mm. major, major issue.
0: It's that confidence in yourself in kind of knowing, look, investors are not going to be put off of, from it. The right investors are going to appreciate that and understand. Like, you know, if you don't know like you could, you could be like, you could have faced so much shit and overcome so much. But if you just posted before and after, then an investor looking at you is going to say, yeah, they might think, well, that was easy. You know, okay. I'd, I would invest in them because it was clearly easy. But at the same time, there's no proof or evidence or anything that you can solve the problem. So if I invest in you, And then I don't know what happens if you get a leak? What happens if this happens? What happens if the builder walks off? I don't know that you can handle it. And who do we all want to invest with? Veterans, right? People who have scars, people who have been through the shit. And, you know, it's a confidence thing, isn't it, James? You can laugh at yourself. I can laugh at myself. We can confidently say, well, you know, I've had houses where the finish on the walls isn't great. They're a rental. It's fine. It really, I still get above Mm. market. But I'll, sh- I'll post it on my feed, like not even on my, st- I'll post it there permanently and say, look at this shit. Look how rough it look. is. Yeah, yeah. You know, look at the silicon missing. And
1: <laughs> look, we learn through mistakes, right? Mm. You make mistakes, you learn, you grow, you become a better person for it. And I think it's good that you talk about those mistakes because somebody could be there thinking, you know what? I was so glad I saw that on Ted's feed because I was just about to make that same mistake. I'll save myself a couple of thousand pounds. I've had it when people reach out to you and they say, you know what? I saw you post something about this and it saved me making the same mistake. And you think I've got one, you know, I've actually helped someone. Mm. And that happens often,
0: right? Because even if you and I have one more property than someone or 10 more, there's always something we can teach them. And if someone has one more than us or has one more day in property than us, they can teach us so much. And that's the kind of open mentality you have to have. And I think, you know what? I think Instagram is so positive because I don't know, like there's, you know, yes, you get the odd dumb comments and like you get, you know, just silly stuff. And generally it's kind of laughable, but you don't get many haters.
1: Like do you still, do you still get people with a hundred, like a hundred followers saying, I'll oh, shout you yeah, out to my crew then.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that, was,
0: <laughs> that, that was today actually. Um, and actually he responded with laughing emoji. So I think maybe he knew he was just, like, taking the piss, I don't know. But like whereas on Facebook and on LinkedIn, you get like someone posted today, and again, this is what, I posted a story about um tanking your walls today. I know you and me always talk about this. Um but like he posted and he's got quite a few buy to let's actually I think he's a he's a mentor or coach. Anyways, they've plastered the wall they haven't tanked it and they've painted it before tiling and the tiler's been a bit he's been a bit shit in what he's kind of done. But anyway the wall's not straight. It's a bit plumb. He was asking for help and saying, look, how can I now fix this? Obviously we don't want to replot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, and this is in a group that's got quite mature people in, right? It's not one of those, um, Northern city names, surname type groups. Um, and (laughs) (laughs) he basically got 60 comments saying, well, you're shit. You haven't tanked it. You haven't done this. Send your fucking Tyler home. Did you learn off YouTube? Listen, you're like, like comments that were not just, rude but we're like rude and it's yeah. like what's the need like he clearly is asking for help mm. um he clearly hasn't come across this situation before if he's done something incorrect why not say hey dude i've noticed you have but on instagram i don't know like you just don't get that i don't know yeah. do, do
1: you feel the you same know what? Fair, fair, fair dues to the guy for putting it out there he's actually mm. put his hands up and said look i fucked up can somebody help me put this right you know, you don't need to hate on people like that, man. Come on.
0: You don't. And and you don't get that on Instagram. So people who are listening, if you're thinking about starting a brand, obviously our guest is going to really take you through the, the ropes on that. But I would, James, would you say Instagram is probably the best place to start and the main platform?
1: I find Instagram to be the most friendliest place. People are mm. quite friendly. You get the odd dickhead here and there you know yeah. like you do everywhere but i find it's the most helpful it's the most it, and and you know people actually celebrate your successes as well when you've done something great they'll message you and say hey james or hey ted you know what that's really superb yeah. well done one in the bag and you know you feel to yourself that's so nice that's so really really lovely of somebody to actually reach out with some positivity whereas you're right on facebook i think when we were getting uh, or when you were getting attacked for the HMO experience day that we did, you know, that was an open outright attack on Facebook. You wouldn't have that. that on yeah. Sorry. On Instagram. I, I don't think you would like with
0: Instagram. It, it's just such a, like, and you know what? It's such a community focused thing. People generally are a lot nicer and I've raised 80%. 80% of my investors have come from Instagram. So you know, when I look at it, I kind of think, yeah, I've got my well, my biggest one is from Facebook, but that's one. I mean, yes, Facebook's played a role, but really, ninety percent, eighty percent of them have come from Instagram. That's pretty like how powerful is that as a platform, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, where else am I gonna, like you said, be able to stand on a building, shout from the rooftops, and have thousands of people hear me? So. James, you know, a few weeks ago, you called me and said, oh, my social media is not doing very well, Taj. Can you give me a hand? Um, And we spoke about a load of random just Mm. stuff. What did you take from that? And also, I suppose something for the listeners from that is, what have you found? Because you're testing, we're all testing. You know, Mm. what is is engaging? What gets the most engagement
1: for you? I think for me, when we had that talk, it was a bit of an eye opener because I found that you said you actually identified this. You said to me, James, the posts with your face on it seem to be doing way better than anything else. So, you Ooh, know, naturally, ladies love well, James. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was that age category, but bus yeah. I did, uh, <laughs> plus, plus. Middle aged men or something like that. But anyway. <laughs> Either way, you're getting love. <laughs> so yeah, the face ones were doing really, really well. So I decided, you know what? Maybe I need to be more on the camera rather than writing big captions and doing this. So that's what I did. I took that away. And I also had some time with uh Chris, uh, well, our guest coming up. Well, I said he's flipping name. Oh ruin the surprise. Oh god. With our guest anyway, you know, and I went on his, um, he he did like a 10-day social media challenge. And i got to say, man, it was a very, very small fee, very nominal fee that he charged. But some of the value this guy put forward was amazing. And he said to me, you know, he goes, you need to find your purpose, your vision. What is it that you're solving as a problem through your Instagram feed? You've got to be solving a problem. You can't just be posting willy-nilly. Your posts have to have a lot of thought behind them. Uh, they've got to be thought provoking, you know, and they have to engage people. And something I heard this morning on a podcast that I listen, it's like a, a branding and social media podcast. And the guy on there was saying, he goes with Instagram now, he goes, you can't just put shit content out there because people won't follow you. You know, you you can't. The days have long gone of just putting a quick little picture up with a little <laughs> caption and getting away with it. You can't do that. Unless, you're, nice unless
0: you're gorgeous, then, then it works, obviously.
1: Unless you, He did say that as well. And he said, unless you're tetched, you'll get away with it. <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, <laughs> there's only one, sorry. But, but you know what? Something he said was, he said, the goal is to stop the scroll. Ooh, oh, like that. That's going on a T-shirt, baby. You keep Come saying on. this. I haven't seen any T-shirts yet. <laughs> the, to stop the scroll. You know what? That, that is the actually goal true, though. is to stop the scroll. And he came... It's, he came off the cuff with it because he was talking to some, um, uh, Eng- some lady here in England. It's an American podcast, but she's an Instagram like proper marketing mentor. She trains people on stuff, and she comes from a full on um, design background. And when he said that, I thought to myself, you know what? That is so right. When you're on Instagram, you are scrolling until something catches your attention and she said the same thing and she was talking about this particular woman who loves the color like yourself loves the color yellow so no matter what post she does even if it's a post of herself writing an article she might have a yellow mug if she's out somewhere she might have a yellow coat a yellow scarf so very very subtle things that are enforcing the brand right the way through um uh, right the way through your feed and what I take away from that podcast and what I took away from our guest is that you you got to put some thought behind your post. Don't just post for the sake of posting because you want to look busy, you know. you got your story to post random shit if you want to post random stuff. And this stuff. takes time,
0: Jane. What you're saying takes time, right? Putting thought 100%, into it. it 100%. It, it, 100% people, man. But people don't want to do that. Um, You know, stopping the scroll is not easy. Like, if you no. can analyse yourself, which is quite difficult as you're doing it, you know if you look down your feed how many people are actually stopping your scroll you know what i'm looking i'm gonna you know what? i'm gonna scroll right now and i'm oh that was nice jack Holmes, give him a shout out their house that they have built is gorgeous that stopped me but it is a oh my god hexagon tiles beautiful i'm keep going i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i'm scrolling nissan gtr no, oh jamie fox yeah i'm i like that and scrolling but I'm not stopping I'm I'm just yeah. tapping and then jogging on and and like you know it takes something interesting and our guest is really good at doing that so we're going to talk about that with him and um, James with social media are there some mistakes that people make that you think are quite common that you see
1: I think one of the biggest ones is where you start mixing your personal with your business I think that's oh. that can be that can be a bit of a no no in the sense that yeah you know put a bit of a personal thing up in your story but keep your feed quite you know if you're if you're a specialist in say I don't know car car interiors or something you know keep it car interior based don't start putting pictures of you know like your dog peeing up a tree or some funny video <laughs> or something like that I find they're the most annoying ones for me where you can't really work out what's going on and where the focus is interesting. Um, I think the other mistake people make on social media is they consume rather than create Mm. a lot of time consuming rather than creating. That's another one for a t-shirt, isn't it? Uh, That is, you you gotta consume baby, not create. No,
0: you want to create, not consume. Um, So your first point is interesting. I think that mixing it is good when you have a very clear message, IE, when you know you do developments But of course, every now and then, you know, Christmas, you put a picture of your family up, your kid's birthday, you put, kids are cute, everyone loves kids, put a picture of your your kid up, you know, Um, your dog had a surgery, put a little picture, everyone loves cute little dogs having surgery, you know, limping along, like that kind of stuff is cool. But there's also an argument and like for having kind of a mix of both. But then you've got to think, well, who's my audience? Who is my avatar? Like, is it someone who's interested in my personal life? But hold on. Why are they going to be interested in your personal life if you're not giving enough value on the professional side? Because without sounding rude, we're just another person and people really want the value from you, right? They want to consume what you're creating. You want to teach them how to, you know, project manager refurb. Okay. Teach them that. And once they're in that and they like you, they're going to want to know about your dog and your car and whatever. So I think you have to maybe wait, not, you know, what. it's hard to give generic advice on this, but you have to kind of maybe build that liking and that trust to then start chatting about like whatever, right? Cause people mm. need to know and like you before they want to hear random shit. Now, James, what do you, um what do you think about a lot of people say, you know, Oh, if I post on social media, then I won't have any privacy or privacy. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I well, I think it's a load of nonsense really you know you can still it depends what you're posting if you're going to post about everything that's happened with you and your wife you had a fight and you know she's left you and all that then yeah of course you're not going to have any privacy it's up to you what you post and how you post it you know if you want to share something personal you can share it to close friends as well you don't have to share it to the world, big wide world um but don't I, I find there's a lot of people that are afraid they spend too much time thinking about what to post. When you first start with it, you know you got to try it. Like you, you said it. You know, like when I reached out to Ted and I said, "Look, I need a little bit of help here." We're tweaking. You know, you're you're, you're adjusting the dials to see what works. And this is a lot about what our special uh, our guest today talks about as well. You got to see what's working. You have got to trial what's working. Um, but, yeah, don't be scared. I find so many people are just like, no, I'm not going to go in there because so many people are going to know about my personal life. But, yeah, okay, people will know about your personal life if you talk about your personal life. You're only mm. going to be what you put out there, you know, or what people are going to see, what content you're delivering.
0: Mm, tweaking, tweaking. I think on the, on the other side of that, there are I, I've noticed a lot of new accounts in property who are building brands who are starting now, who are literally on their first property or before they even have a, vet. and it's awesome, right? Like to see the, well, hold on a minute. Actually, yeah. Whilst a lot of people are afraid, a lot of people are still going at it and, f- you know, following the kind of general guiding principles. And a lot of them are doing really well. And a lot of them are really young, which is just amazing because I, you know, when I was that age, I was playing X, exp- you know, I was just not doing stuff like this. So it's actually quite inspiring to see the younger generation, like doing these things like that, you know, we didn't necessarily do. Uh, And we can only see that because of Instagram and because of Mm. social media and and how much they're posting. But, you know, for people who are afraid, I I get it. You know, it, it can be daunting. It can be like, you know, what do I say? What do I do? There's so many existing brands, but you know how many different bottled water companies are there? They all taste mm. fucking same. No, I don't like Buxton though. Buxton tastes a bit like Tapua. But generally, it's the funny. same. It's the same shit. Um, look how many microphone companies there are, computer companies. Look at, like, it's the same thing. But yeah, I'm sure we all have a favorite, and it's the same thing in property, right? Like J Two Hub had to start somewhere. Tech Talks had to start somewhere, and we mm. were once at that point thinking look at X, Y, Z, X many steps ahead of us. What are we supposed to do? But James, you know, you, like you said before, you wanted to have an unsocial break. What about the dark side of social media? What you know? Do you see any negative effects?
1: Well, I do, man. I do massively. I think um, Instagram is one of those places where you can, you know, you could be trying to keep up with the Joneses. You could see somebody doing a lot better than you and you could think, Why am I not like that? I want to be like this person. You know, you could beat yourself up about it. You could spend so much time on social for the wrong reasons. You know, and this is what I say to people. I say, you know what? Your only competition really is just yourself, man. You know, you don't need to be worrying about what somebody else is doing because I see it all the time. Like, oh, I want to go on social, but I'm never going to be like this person. I'm never going to be like that person. Yeah, you're not because you're not that person. You know, don't try and be like them. I find people are. You know, social media is one of those places, especially Instagram, you can see the polished Lambo. You can see the nice Rolex, you know, that typical that typical shot with the Rolex on the Lamborghini steering wheel. Yeah. And you look at person's social profile and you think, OK, my man's done eight posts and he's got like 200,000 followers. What? The <laughs> f- that's that's a fake profile. Man. Nah, must be real. Come on, must be real. So I think it can, it can really play with someone's mind as well, man. Because, you know, I looked at the social experiment uh, film that was on Netflix. You remember? Have you seen it yet? Social, di- social Dilemma? Social Dilemma, yeah. That's so it. good. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, ultimately what they say in that is, is how you consume this content. And you got to limit yourself on it, man. You can't. It's easy to be sitting there scrolling. I've been, you know, I've, I've done it myself. I've spent so much time. I now look at my screen time because iPhone does this really cool thing at the end of the month, end of the week, sorry. It gives you a, it sends you a little report and tells you what your screen time has been like. And it's nice when it says, oh, your screen time has gone down by an hour and 34 this week. And you think, an hour and 34 is a long fucking time, man. What the hell was I doing?
0: It, it is. That is honestly, people haven't seen it. Like it's those three guys, you know, who were controlling the adverse and stuff. That was really interesting because yes, representing the algorithm. And actually when I see stuff like ads come up, I actually picture those three thinking Ooh. those three
1: guys, <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so cool. Cause I'm like, Hmm, that's yeah. That's interesting. Uh, is our guest with us, James?
1: He is. He is. I'm going to let him in. I'm going to let him in. Here he is. How's it going? Oi. How are you doing? Hey. <laughs> Big squiggle of water there. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I
2: was just like, "Shit, I ain't got a drink on me, so I'd better
1: go get one." <laughs> Welcome,
0: Chris Taylor, Mister Instagram, Mister IG, in the house.
2: How is life, guys? How you
0: know you- what? Tier four. Life is um, is oh, is yeah. homely. You're probably in Malta or Tenerife or Shagaloof somewhere, aren't you?
2: <laughs> no, no, mate. Up. I'm in miserable Northampton right now. However, oh, I did get an wow. invite to Barbados with a client of mine who I had to fly out today. And not come back until the 5th. And I was just like, if I left, my family would absolutely kill me. So, Listen, mine wouldn't mind, you know. So if your boy needs me, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, I can mate, do Instagram. I was, speaking, <laughs> I was speaking to Jack only this morning. He was like, dude, you are the most idiotic person ever. Why have you not just dumped him off and gone? I'm like, well, literally, like, I just have, if my family, like Christmas is such a big thing. Like if I decided mm. to leave, mate, it wouldn't be worth coming home for. Like, genuinely would not be worth coming home for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel you mate. but now next time listen don't I, there's no festival important enough to me that I will not go to Barbados and leave these lot. So you just let me know and I will do in I will do Instagram for him, yeah. Don't worry, I can do hey, Instagram. Hey, what about your bit. wedding? What's that?
1: Uh, would you ditch your wedding Ted and go?
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's been paid for, isn't it? But it, obviously if it wasn't was <laughs> i really hope Gina's gonna be listening to this one (laughs) she ain't that's why i said it and she ain't here either so uh chris we we want to talk to you about social media and instagram right because we both love the content you produce james was on one of your courses and he's been talking about it ever since so obviously we're all in property um people in property are on social media and you know we're probably not the Best at it, We're probably not the most technologically advanced as a industry. So, where do we? Okay, James, what was the question we wanted to to kind of go through with Chris? The, the overarching question:
1: um, What can property people do with Instagram? And that's a very big question, James. Just for anyone listening who
0: can't see James's face. He took about t- 10 seconds to just remember the point of this podcast. Um, Jesus, I can't, can't get the stuff, mate. Can't what, get have the I, stuff.
2: what have I joined here, lads?
0: Honestly, Is this, <laughs> is this legit? Or are, you, um, are you like having me on? Or what? <laughs> I'm the prepared one. Oh. So, right, Instagram is is a big platform that we all love and we all use. Because you uh, have a big following on it and you post a lot of useful stuff. Hmm. If someone is starting out in pro- not, well, in property and on social media, What's the first thing they should do before they even like
2: post and create an account? What's the first step? Cool. So, I mean, if if you'd have asked me about a year ago, the answer would have been totally different. Um, But now it's become like a proper necessity for any property investor, purely because there is no networking events to be able to meet anybody now. Literally, it is because of everything that's going on in the world networking in person has become a thing that just doesn't happen it can't happen so online networking is the only opportunity that we've got to be able to get ourselves known and I always start really and again it's with every social media platform not just Instagram but it's like and this is the question that no one seems to ask themselves they just do it because someone told them that posting was a good idea it's like why the fuck are you using it like, why are you actually going out there and wanting to use social media? Because if you've not got a purpose, you'll find a way to give up at the end of the day. If you don't have drive, and um, James, we spoke about this a lot when we went through that. I was that just going to
1: say, I reckon I could answer this for you because I've been on your uh, social you've got media. Got all the catalog. content
2: saved in your educational personal development board. You even down I was going to. I was, was going to say. <laughs> what problem is my social media solving and that's point number one eh? it is indeed but literally these podcasts go through the five points and you literally could deliver it for me now you've been you've been through (laughs) but but it is it's so important right because again it's a pain in the ass let's be honest like no one really likes creating content on social media you have the odd weirdo that loves it um like me like you too from what i can what i can see um however i The average person is getting into property, social media that I, for God's sake, all I want to do is put some money into a building and have it provide me with a return. Now, there's different categories of people as to why you'd want to use it, right? So for someone that's absolutely loaded right now and doesn't need any finance whatsoever, then I'm I'm not going to lie, social media probably, in terms of organic brand building, wouldn't be an immediate priority when you first got started, just point blank. You're better off if you're looking at getting in, going and learning how Facebook ads and Instagram ads work, allocating a certain budget to the side and going after direct-to-vendor leads so you can pick up cheap deals right now. Best way to be able to find a property that we're fighting in the trading world. Now, if you are a start, like brand new startup who has access to limited capital and you're looking at trying to leverage and raise investor finance, Ted, you'll know this from, from experience, from me knowing your story, James, I'm sure you're the same how like money doesn't literally just appear, right? (laughs) People aren't just going to drop a hundred grand, quarter of a million, million pounds in some cases and go, here you go, do your best. Like they, they need to know you, they need to like you and they need to trust you if they're going to transact. And the only way that you can do that, unless you've already got quite a big network is by uh, telling people and actually in a better process, showing people what it is that you're doing and that you actually know what you're talking about because Like for me, I was the only point when I first started in property, I was the only person out there talking about serviced accommodation and not just about how you can make £2,000 profit per month, like everyone else selling a course talks about, but actually the real life shit that was going on and that you're never going to earn that money. You may do on the odd month, but ultimately you showcasing your progress and talking about the good, the bad and the ugly is what is going to raise an investor's attention. It's going to get that attention that makes them reach out and goes, you know what? You seem like you know what you're talking about. Let's have a conversation to see if you really do. And from there, we can see if we can do business together. Like to cut, to keep it really simple, that's the reason why people should start. And it literally is just showcasing their journey right from the beginning. And you know what? Engaging content, right? It's something we can all say
0: and say, oh, go away. Go make some engaging content and people will engage with you. Mm-hmm. But I think it can be a lot more technical and it can be... There's a lot more thought that goes into it than you think. I see your, both your posts... And, you know, I, I always know there's thought behind it, but generally I just see it and say, great, thanks for the value. up oh, next thing. We don't realize how much goes into it. So, you know, what is, and what makes
2: content engaging? Cool. Yeah. So the biggest thing is that is is always thinking about when you're creating, when you're taking the time to create is like, what's in it for my follower. Um, and before you even get to that point, you need to also know who your follower is because a lot of people, they go create content for everyone, the the whole bloody world. It's like, come and look at my journey. Here is the most generic motivational quote that I found Gary Vaynerchuk post two weeks ago. And I thought, you know what, if it does well on his, it will do well on mine. But they're not talking about the specifics of what makes people buy into them as individuals. So quite simply, you need to forget about what you want, and start thinking about what your audience want, and then actually look to position your journey in a way where you're learning what it is that they need to know before they get to that point as well. So as property people, for me, the biggest thing that people buy into is credibility. Like if anyone's going to invest in you, anyone's going to actually take a risk and want to work with you, you need to demonstrate credibility. And when it comes to it, nothing provides credibility more than education. So like you two have done this amazingly well with your brands. It's like you're not actually like training and providing education to make money from it. You're doing it to actually demonstrate that you know what you're talking about and that you can actually deliver the results that you're doing. So when it comes to creating engaging content, it's taking a think about, you know what, what does an investor want to see? And then also let's come at it from a completely selfless point of view and go, what does someone who... May you get actually dragged into one of these programs where you have to pay £5,000 to be able to learn how to start a limited company up and actually start talking about the real life shit that's going to make the difference. Because, like, I invested in my education, best thing I ever did. I'm not going to lie, like, that investment completely changed. The course, not so much. The accountability and the mentorship, 100%. I will never, ever not have a mentor in whatever business that I'm starting because it just keeps me on track and keeps me making progress. But when it comes to the content side of things, it's about thinking about how can I help as many people as possible follow me on my journey? And you know what? If it helps them, they're most likely going to like it. It's no more complicated than that. Okay. And
0: when it comes to content, you know, I think a lot of people get hung up on, oh, what should my logo be? Should I watermark? Should it be glossy? Should it be a certain font? And I know we all consider those things we, you know, we, we, it's, we love doing it. We love designing what we do, but you know, your advice for people is should their feed and post, should they generally have, you know, just taken pictures or should they be taken on the SLR? Should they be watermarked?
2: What is the vibe they should attempt? Um, I still use my iPhone for everything. I have a camera that's stacked up in the corner there. It's brand new. I've had it for six months. I still haven't opened it (laughs) Um, purely because I need to learn how to use it properly and um, The automatic version, actually, when I look at it, the editing that I can quickly do off that, it's speedy, it doesn't take much, time, and I can just get it done. I always think that the best thing that you could do, and this is where we hold people accountable in the stuff that um, that we train, right? James, you experienced it. It's like the what number one thing is showing up in any way, shape or form, show up and talk about what it is that you're doing, especially in the property world, and what it is that you're learning and what it is that's next. That's the key thing. Just show up in any way. If you're not confident to do video, um, do audio. If you're not confident in doing audio, do written, then do a photo and build your confidence up. Where we help people is by forcing them to do it. We put them in safe environments, which train them how to get feedback in terms of how they can improve before they go and get Um, the the social media abuse that they're afraid that they're most likely going to get, which they won't, by the way. They're only going to get support. So I think video always works best. If you're going to do anything, showcasing, anybody can go onto Google and go, one of the first five things you need to do in property to start, right? Copy and paste it, claim it as their own people can still regurgitate information on video like that. I'm quite, for me, I've always been good at that. I feel like I watch a Gary Vaynerchuk video, then suddenly I'm the British version of Gary Vee. I've (laughs) got to make sure that I'm stopped myself from doing it because I'm not (laughs) him. I am my own person that's got to develop it. However, those videos are what generate the people reaching out to me, me demonstrating that I'm an effective communicator and that I know what I'm talking about. My credibility from that video will be worth three times the photos that someone else puts on there. So the shortcut is by doing effective video, but learning how you can structure it in the right way where you're actually going to get watch time and not send people to sleep.
0: And videos. Now I hate poorly lit videos. I know right now I'm very poorly lit, but this is not being video recorded. Oh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, we're not using it. Um, so when it comes to videos, what are some of the technical basics, lighting angles,
2: microphone that people should do that will just make such a big difference subtitles, oh, things like that? I've, I've seen some great ones. but I've seen people that <laughs> you can see the window behind them as they're like holding the phone up and the lighting <laughs> on their face. And I'm literally, I leave a comment. I'm like, next time you record this, could you just turn around and face the window? That's where the That's, best lighting you is. You <laughs> you know, the, like, that is literally the most simplest, most technical aspect of it. Like oh, I've got in here a £12 Amazon ring light, I've got a desk lamp and then I've got my my light on top. The lighting in here is okay. It's not amazing, but it's okay. If I literally move my laptop to be by the window, the daylight Mm. is going to make a big difference. So simple stuff is if you can face a window which has got daylight coming through, great. If not, get onto Amazon and amazon prime will deliver it to you tomorrow bearing in mind as long as you can beat the delivery rush of christmas but mm. uh, you can get it and the difference it makes like if i turn i mean just so you can see i'll probably be in a room like you if i turn both of mm. these lights off in terms of it and i yep. mean actually better than i thought it would be um but the difference is massive and it's just uh even actually the way that i feel when i've got it on like mm. for some reason when i'm light i feel more glamorous hey I feel for it, right exactly <laughs> I mean, look at me. I'm great. <laughs> um, but,
0: <laughs> like you
2: know, a Christmas angel. Exactly that. Exactly. But yeah, ring ring light, really, really important. Um, I have sometimes fallen foul of this rule, but um, for me now, we have a thing inside our business where if I don't do it, I get a hundred pound fine. Ooh. And it's subtitling videos. Yep. So like making sure that I'm going on to RevDoc. And it's a pain in the ass because it takes additional time and I'm all about yep. speed and all that sort of thing. However like as we move back out of this period, we're in a period right now where the noise factor isn't a problem because everyone's working from home Mm. most of the time. So when we're putting content out, subtitles aren't that important. However, as we move back into office environments and people where audio is going to become an issue, the subtitles are really important. And it's still a really key stat even now that 65% of videos are watched with the audio off. So you could be spending all that time creating no one's actually paying any attention to it, which is why you'll find your video don't perform as well as your photos and written work because of the way that people are digesting content. Really good point. Um I I as an audio-visual geek always
0: try and have a microphone, whether it's a shotgun, whether it's like the road you're using, whether it's whatever, something of a semi-professional or professional level. Although, you know, 65% don't listen to it necessarily. Do you think it's still important to have a better mic
2: than the standard that comes with your phone? Yeah, 100%. So even like I've got, you know, the old Apple headphones with the wired Hmm. ones. I found my AirPods are absolutely useless in terms of audio quality. They are, actually, yeah, From recording. People connect them when they're doing podcast recordings with us. And I'm like, can you just take them out and just go find your old set? Because the old microphone is like still quality in terms of... It's really good, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so I always carry a set of them with me whenever I'm doing like on-the-go content. If I'm static and I'm doing like this, like this sort of stuff, um, I will always have my Rode with me. I think it's great. I have a like a wireless one that I use as well because I do my, it's not wireless actually. It's, um, I can't remember what these are called, but just a lapel mic. Mm-hmm. So whenever yeah. I'm in the car and doing a podcast, because I do my podcast in the car sometimes, so I'll always have that clipped on to me. That baits it better than the the audio that just comes from my phone. And Mm. they're like 20 quid off Amazon, but the quality is like inseparable in terms of how good it is compared to just using your phone one.
0: And algorithms. Now, obviously they change well all the time because they can, because they're computer code. Uh, Obviously, you know, everyone wants a silver bullet. Oh, how can I hack the algorithm to get better followers? Obviously no one gives a shit about that. It's all bullshit. But how can we, how can we flirt with the algorithm? How can we make it our, our friend to, take advantage of it to help us cuz why
2: not how can we do that it's um it's it's a hard one um purely because everyone pretends that they know what makes it tick and no one has a fucking clue <laughs> and the o- the only thing that i can i can say is c- each platform will reward consistency and the amount of time that you can keep someone on their platform mm. so people think like don't get me wrong vanity metrics like likes comments saves and shares are always good measures of whether your content's being watched, the actual power of each of them. If you actually look, you can have a bit of content. I've got one of them. It's got over a thousand saves on it, but the reach is completely different and or much lower than one that's got half of that amount. Like, There's no direct correlation in terms of what makes a content do well versus what makes a bit of content do badly. The only thing that is statistically proven is that the more that you show up, the more people you will reach. So I have a client that I'm working with at the moment, um, James, you know her, a lady called Jo Britton. And mm-hmm. she has been working really hard. Like her numbers are low, like in terms of what she was expecting. Like she's reaching 300 to 400 people when she was expecting to be reaching 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 by now. And she was like, what can I do? How can I move it forward? How can I get that boost? Do I buy likes? Do I do it? And I'm like, no, literally all you can do is keep talking to your followers to understand what it is that they actually want you to talk about. And then just consistently showing up every single day at the same time. And from that, you will gain the traction that you need and they will statistically grow. These platforms are built for us to be visible upon. They're almost our opportunity to have our own media show and to get our message heard by thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people, if you get it right. However, It's no, there's no magic formula as to what makes it work. The only thing that if you want to get yourself a bit of a boost is by having your organic content and then just sticking five to 10 quid behind it, sponsoring it, pushing it out to your ideal target market. That's the only thing really that you can do is spend money, but then you've got to prepare to keep spending it because as soon as you stop, they will purposefully devalue the overall reach that you're getting to encourage you to spend more money. So if you're going to pay to play, be prepared to pay to play for a long time. That's a great saying, by the way. Be Put on a t-shirt. I love that. That's going to be sick and be all over it. But, um, but yeah, I think... It sounds like true.
0: cocaine, really, doesn't it? As soon, not to have experience of it, but <laughs> as soon as you stop, your body's like, no, we need more, we need it's more. more and it's screwed. It, literally, yeah.
2: it's screwed. It is 100% yeah. like cocaine. And, and, that, and then, it
0: targets well, the same receptors in stuff in your brain. So it basically is it digital is, cocaine. It's paid advertising for you. That is literally it. Bloody cocaine. hell. What a great and, um, comparison uh, thank you very much. I'm I'm good at the one with the drugs. So uh, when it comes to reels, which is basically Instagram copying TikTok, uh, from what I understand, um, and guides, which is another thing, which I don't know if it's like everyone, I don't know what the limits are, but what are your thoughts on them as you, you know, is it just another part that you can do or is it a strong thing that we should get into?
2: Instagram reels is really strong um, in terms of anything as a new feature, like, They're going to push people towards it because they want people to use it because they've invested Mm. like, I can't remember the figure, but it's like in the millions of how much it costs to develop Instagram Reels. So like probably tens, if not hundreds of millions of pounds to develop that core product. So they'll be wanting, and there's no paid advertising with it right now. So there's Mm, no way of promoting your Instagram Reels content for them to get direct ad revenue for. They're Mm. literally just trying to gain back a proportion of the market share that they lost to TikTok in this realm, which they'll never get back. Like TikTok's algorithm is 10 times smarter than Instagram's. However, you've still got to play the game of it. So um, I don't create them as much as I should because I'm finding that although I'm getting more video views, I'm not getting directly more followers from it. And I'm also not getting the credibility that I am from a longer form video. Mm -hmm. So I struggle to get to the point in a minute like I I really struggle. So getting it to the point in 30 seconds or 15 seconds is really difficult. Now, if you're doing a funny dance or you're doing a quick, short, sharp, snappy point, then great. That'll get the attention. So the way that it works is you want to be doing an Instagram reel at least one a week, because what that does is that generates the attention to the account. Now, they won't directly follow you after the reel, but they'll look at your other content and go, mm, not bad. And they'll click follow. What then happens is is you've got to make sure that you've got a diverse content portfolio because the short form gets them in. Then the the graphics and the motivational stuff keeps them warm because it's what we call likable content. So people will naturally engage with it. That then works you up into that user's top 10%. So when you then post your long form, in-depth detail video, it shows in their timeline because you're in that version. So when they're scrolling, it's putting their content in front. Then making sure that you then share that content to your story is then going to generate even more traction. So Instagram Reel, short form, graphic-y, motivational-type content into Instagram TV where you're showcasing your credibility, sharing all of that into your story is how you create that well-rounded Instagram profile. Well,
0: I'm tired just listening to that. Wow. And, um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is something that, that is all three, three of forum, us...
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. This is something that all of us do. But like, until you kind of described it there, I guess we don't realize that we're doing it because we're just creating content. And, it's, and to an extent, it's it's fun. And it, it kind of, but actually it is that kind of circle that, that comes back around, I suppose. And with all of this content,
2: mm. obviously
0: it takes time. And you're also engaging with people in DMs. You're also analyzing to see what works. You're also writing, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into it. This is the biggest thing i hear from new people i haven't got time for it and obviously before anything they're not taking it seriously enough if they don't make time for it because they've got time for their accounts or for deal sourcing so after that step you know how do you recommend or how do you structure it because i'm hearing
2: a lot of stuff to be done yep so with it, it's again, going back to the reason why you're doing it. So if someone dangled a million quid in front of you in six months time, basically saying, if you were to do an Instagram reel a week, if you were to do an Instagram motivational post, an Instagram TV, sent 20 direct messages a day, and then just shared some into your stories, and then someone was going to drop a million pounds to you to say, go and invest that for me, would you do it? Now, some people would say no, right? They'd be like, no, (laughs) not interested. And that's fine go do something else. Like you're never going to be able to make a success from social because the amount of content that's going onto these platforms right now, you will be drowned out. Like you need to be proactively forcing people to watch your content at the beginning because you're a nobody. No one knows who you are. So you need to force the nature. You need to be looking at who you can work with. Like again, we did a podcast right at the beginning of uh, my pretty much my property journey, Tej. And that podcast put me in front of a people of that 1,000, 2,000, I don't even know how many things listens that's got now. But put me in front of a network where I'm most likely, I don't know, but most likely still getting followers from it, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be spending time building the one thing that we're all actually trying to do when starting a property business, because it's the one thing that's going to generate interaction and inbound inquiries is brand, right? So a lot of people will start property businesses up and literally just trade one job for another. They won't create the business side of it. And when it comes to marketing and brand building, it's a serious side to your business, which needs time and dedication to it. Now, if you don't like doing it, you're still going to need to create content, but make some sales and then outsource it or employ someone and train them to do it for you, right? Get it out of your head so you don't have to focus on it. Because not everybody's a marketer. Everyone should learn marketing, but not everybody's a marketer. So yeah. where you need to focus when it comes to the structure is making sure, and all this is all I do for every podcast that I do and for every video that I I basically have one day where all the content that I do, it just gets shoved into a G drive. I title it up. Um, you'll notice me making notes like throughout this. I'm basically time stamping whenever I say it's something that's half decent that I send that off. I used to do this myself, but now I send that to one of my staff members. They will go back, strip this out, and then that will turn into some sort of clip to promote this podcast, but also something else, uh, another bit of content. And what happens is we take the day and we look at the next month and we go, what are we actually looking to accomplish this month? What is actually going to make this month successful to us? Now, whether that's in property, whether that's in my marketing business, whether that's in any of my other businesses, it's aligning what we're looking for with the marketing activity that we need to do to be able to generate the result. So when I cannot be fucked to do a bit of social media content, I look at what that's going to generate me at the end of the month and go, Chris, man up, just go do a video. It's not hard, Like, just go and do something which is going to turn into content because editing that and sticking that on social media, like In my brain now, whenever I get a single thought of something I'm thinking about, I'll do some sort of post on it because I know other people will find it interesting. Or if they don't, I don't really care. It just reached another person. So I know that the compounding effect, just like in wealth, the compounding effect of showing up every day and finding a way to show up every day will provide its return. The structure is just having one solid day of going through your content with your team member, if you're going to outsource, but if not with you, and creating a batch load of infographics, creating short, sharp videos. And there are tutorials on YouTube which show you how to do this for free. Um, People don't pay me for training. People pay me for accountability. Like I will make them do it. That's literally all it is. And... It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. It's just dedicating the time because it's marketing and will generate you a return if you're doing it in the right way. Awesome. James? Yeah, no, great stuff
1: there, Chris. There's a couple of things you said there that I've picked up on and stuff that I've made tweaks in. I think, number one, where you said it doesn't really have to be that complicated. You know, with the camera system, you were saying you've got a camera in the corner of your room, but yet you prefer to use your phone. You know, when I first started, I would probably be using a decent camera, have a polished bit of content, get it into Adobe Premiere, make it look all nice. And it amazes me that my, my highest viewed video was, I took your advice. I filmed it on my phone. I got it straight into InShot while I was sitting on the toilet. I edited it together, you know, toilet time. Yeah, I'm on there it stitched the video together, and it's about a nine minute long video and it's and I took some of the things you told me that what problem are you solving, James? You know, I had that in my mind, what problem am I solving? I used Flick Tech for the hashtags, so yeah. every single thing you talked about, and I was amazed at how this video just i didn't even expect it to do so bloody well mate it's just It's had so many saves, and when I compare it to some of the stuff that I've promoted in the past, this damn organic
2: video has done way better than anything I've ever promoted. People are still shocked when what we teach actually works, and (laughs) the thing with it is that nothing that we've taught you is something that you didn't know already. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, Flick is a technology bit of software. Um, You can go get a free trial of it. I'm not affiliated with it. It's just a great bit of kit that I use.
1: I was and using Flick before, Chris, but don't get me wrong. I just don't, I wasn't using it as you told me to use it. You know where you've got that structure on how many different types of keywords you should be using from the amount of followers it's getting or the amount of reach. I was just putting some random ones in. So that's really helped.
2: Yeah. So that's a, that's a post on my Instagram profile. So if you link taylor.ig in the show notes of this um, and they mm-hmm. go down, it's like probably about 30 posts ago. Um, go and have a look. It, it's in there. I and mean, It will most likely be about 70 posts below. And I don't know when you're releasing this, but – Um, yeah, it'll be, it's on there and it's a hashtag pyramid. It shows you how many you need to use. Um, but yeah, simplicity with everything. Like it's what we call selfless posting, thinking about what it is that's actually going to help our end user or our potential consumer or our potential investor and going, you know what? I know how to help you. Even if you don't want my help, I'm going to help you. And it's coming from that. It's that Gary Vaynerchuk thing again, right? It's coming back um, and giving everything away for free. Um, I mean, I don't give everything away for free because at the end of the day, you need some commitment to it. However, giving a lot of it away for people to then go and take notice of, And that's what you do well. You know your shit. And when you know it, you've just got to structure it in the right way and people will turn back and listen to it. That's that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I have a question, actually. Mm. Right. Chris, go on my Instagram
0: profile. Give me some feedback. Because I want people to have a live example of what can be improved and what can be changed in any aspect because actually i'm doing this actually in 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 about a few days i've got it booked in my diary to just revamp and just so i want people to yeah i want to hear your feedback and people can follow me i mean not many people follow james so i thought better give my profile instead hey chris um... this
1: this this sounds very much like he's trying to get a freebie out of you mate that is
2: a typical that's a typical ted's thing to do isn't it Uh, yeah well i go asking him for some property advice he turns around and goes oh buy my calls (laughs) um but yeah no i mean when it comes to your profile mate like i mean we've worked together before like temporarily so i'd like to think that we're kind of there anyway with it um but there are there are some certain bits that i would kind of Mm -hmm. go through so let's start with let's start at the top with your username ted's talks quite well people know you for ted's talks right uh, mm-hmm. If people go and type in Ted Singh, that's your, that is your surname, right? Yep. Yeah, they're not going to find you, so you won't show up. So you going out and saying, hi, I'm Ted Singh, or anything like that with your name, you won't you won't show up. So I would go in the account name section, property investor slash Ted Singh. So get your name in there. Very away. good. Um, when it comes then to your your bio, it's like very like I am-y. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's basically what we call a selfish bio. So. Oh. And it's basically it's like your bio again, like your profile is not for you. It's for your audience. So yes, you need some form of positioning, right? You need to show people why they need to follow you. Mm. And that's the 1.3 million property portfolio, I'd say in there. Um, Public speaker, I think is important. 550,000 downloads again. um, Are you selling a podcast course at the moment? Like no that. i do
0: have a little book about it i'm not really I selling mean, it no
2: i think itunes top 15 podcasts is enough you don't need the 515 fifteen plus thousand plus downloads it's an ego okay. statement Remove so one again of them. Get, get that that's out. a vanity matrix isn't it <laughs> you know what it is and it's like someone looking at it will go itunes top 15 podcast okay what's his podcast bang then the fact that you say 550 thousand downloads is kind of like hmm don't really don't mm. really care about that it's nothing that's actually going to add any significant value to them that's true um and then when it's like invest passively with me what i would change that and the author bit to would Mm. be quite simply like how you help people so it's what we call an i help statement so like i help people um, identify the strategies which are going to give them x amount of money find a way to shorten that to get it in your characters but then it's like click here to find out how so then it drives the traffic through so when people are reading your bio you're automatically going to get a link click going to be like because they're going to be like where it's like click here for my book it's like Book about what? Mm. Why, would I, why would I click there? And actually, if you say, "Look, click here to be able to identify how you can invest starting today," okay, cool. I'll click that because I'm interested. So, whatever's behind that link, have the call to action that relates directly to it. It's,
0: it's my OnlyFans account.
2: <clears throat> oh, wow, I'm sure you're doing really well. So, thank you. Yeah,
0: say.
2: I know someone that's um, that we interviewed on ours made thirty thousand pounds a week from OnlyFans. He's in the top one percent of users. He is. what
0: does he do if it's not too unpc?
2: Um, Dick pic. Cool. Bloody. I'm sure there's videos on there. <laughs> <or something. laughs> insane, mate. Insane.
0: 30k a week from one object thing. World's That's most
2: expensive dick is what they say. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, um, bloody hell. But yeah, right. So like when it comes to your content then, now mm. you have content coming out of your ass in terms. Like content creation is not a Ted's problem. Tej has so much content going on. <laughs> Now again when it comes to like the graphics that you're doing when it comes to the Instagram TVs spend 2 minutes creating a title page for your Instagram TV on in shop like a design thumbnail that. There you go a, so, a, like a design thumbnail right you mean like it doesn't even need to be designed if you go to mine right you can go to my Instagram TV and you can see the convo at, I am having every single day what is really working on social media right now the one thing all business owners need to hear how to monetize Ah, your Instagram in 2021. So those videos, even though they're old, people are going to be like, oh, I can't know how to do that. So they consistently get more reach because people scroll through your profiles. Now, if that's just an Instagram TV, they don't see the title on your profile grid. They just see the video. So unless you give them a reason to click, they won't. Um, Can you edit them once they've been done, Chris? Um, You can't, no. No, okay. Come on, James. No. Um, and then Wait. when it comes to like the other stuff that you're doing, so I mean, you've got a caption contest here, you've got no mozzarella left, what do you mean? So again, I know what you're doing is trying to generate engagement, trying to, it's most likely a day, mate, where I'm thinking, fuck, I haven't posted something today, let's put something out and kind of go like that. So uh, maybe, one yeah. Of those sorts of- <laughs> um, <laughs> and when you're like, with everything that you put out, you need to be in it in some way. It's really powerful. So. Wait. Hold on a second. If I
1: remember correctly, only a couple of weeks ago, Ted goes to me, oh, James, pictures with yourself in it on your
2: profile seems to be doing really, really well, and he's not been taking his own flipping advice. No,
0: I have, but I've got to put pictures of the property up as well, the house, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you get in the property, mate. Selfie in the property. I'm not... Oh, I don't want okay, to go 200 miles. You have literally it. gone into Google and typed in white kitchen and then copied and pasted <laughs> the photo on, right? Literally, it's not... You, you, to be fair, you probably could Photoshop yourself in there somehow. I, I
0: probably um, will, yeah. But I'm like, going just take miles. a
2: selfie in the photo. Or, or even better, like talk to me how that 118% return on capital employed actually works out. So yes. like, you've given me good content in the caption, but start to think about and demonstrate. Because anyone can, again, put this property got me 118%. But if you start looking and going, well, this property here that I'm going to take you through is a property that's in South Wales and um, we purchased it for 70 grand and we had this initial idea now we raised 35,000 pounds for the the initial uh, purchase cost that we needed and the and the refi that we need to go through now at the end of this we normally borrow money for about 12 months and at the end of this we're looking at 118% on the money that the investors lent to us so when you're looking at this and you're looking to invest your money, make sure you're looking for the people that know how to do your numbers and most importantly, know how to get you a return. And if this sounds like something that you're interested in, um, just drop me a message. I'll happily have a chat just to show you how we did it. Um, because for me, not enough people are doing this for you. Have an amazing day. See you soon. Bang. Boom. Love that. Money. Money. That's all people give a shit about in property. But no one talks about the deal. Like People will show the refurb going on and they'll show them outside going on a viewing or that sort of thing. Investors don't care. All they care about is if I give you 100 grand, how much money are you going to give me and what are you going to do with it? So in your content, if you can demonstrate that consistently, you're the person they're going to invest with, not anyone else. So your content, the stuff that does well with your stuff is when you're doing your stories talking about your deals, right? Mm, like that's yeah. the stuff that pops. I don't think your content is a thing that generates a return. It's the way that you talk in your story that actually then generates people to go, that's a person I want to work with because one, he's honest. Two, people like him, know him and, and trust him. Um, and three, he knows what he's actually talking about to generate a return from it. He's bought X amount of houses in this time period. Like, it's so powerful. Wow.
0: That is, I, lo- I love that. I've just taken notes. I'm going to be implementing that. So you will see them implemented, James. Don't you worry, they will be implemented. Thank you very much. And I hope everyone listening... As you're, you know, as you're listening to that, I you know, hope you had my profile up. Take feedback from that because it, yes, Chris is talking to me, but it also applies to hundred that millions of other people who have Instagram. Right, it's so so applicable. James, I'm out of questions. I've learned
1: so much. I, I'm loving this podcast, James. You got any questions to close us? Well? well, not so much a question, but what I would say is I did the 10 day social media challenge with Chris, only just finished last week, and I think if anybody's looking to kind of you know, kickstart this social media or have a bit of a revamp or try and work out what's going on. You gotta you gotta get on it, man. Like seriously. They, for what it was, it was it, it wasn't even a lot of money for the amount of content you got. And it was serious full on 10 days. And I took so much away from it. And Chris knows I've got it all organized in my Trello board. I even <laughs> managed to hijack his videos off of his private page that he was pretty <laughs> impressed with actually how I got them off there. Um but yeah masses and masses of valuable content and I've, I've probably put a few of those things into into force already. And I've seen such a positive change. And my whole mindset on social media now is that I don't need to post just for the hell of posting. I'm going to post something that's got a purpose. And it's solving a problem. And it's it's fitting in my end goal. So anybody who wants to do this, get on board with it, man, because it 10 days of fantastic stuff. And you're, you know, it'll get you thinking in the right way for social.
0: And we will yeah. put notes, uh, links to that. Sorry, in the show notes, you can click them and go straight to, um, straight to Chris and find him, and also his Instagram profile. Which there is a lot, as you said, a lot of free content there that is awesome. Um, but check out the course, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on the Property Deal Podcast. This has honestly been very, very good. I loved it. Thanks for tuning in to the J Two Hub Podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're
2: never too late to become something you truly want to become.